You're listening to Echo the Podcast. Six years after Dublin-born singer-songwriter and producer Orla Gartland first introduced her unique brand of lyrical candor, she is back with her long-awaited debut album, Woman on the Internet, via her own label, New Friends. An ode to what Gartland has dubbed the chaos of my 20s, the 11-track project tackles subjects like toxic masculinity, self-discovery, and authenticity with wit, understanding, and a desire for connection. We chatted with the artist about the album, writing and recording during lockdown, and what to expect next. Take a listen. My name is Orla Gartland. I am an artist from Dublin living in London and I just put out my first album. I wanted to congratulate you on putting out your first album. It's so exciting. How does it feel to have that project out in the world? Just feels really good. Yeah, I didn't know how how it would feel or what to expect. I've released EPs in the past and singles, like plenty of music over the years, but never like a full length. And I kind of... I don't know, releasing music the actual day it comes out is like, it's always anticlimactic. I like any artist will tell you, you kind of put so much importance on a day, you work towards it for months, maybe years. And like, actually nothing that can happen on that day can ever make it not feel like a little bit of like a, oh, um, but actually that week was so exciting. I was at home with my family in Dublin and it was like a big deal for them as well. They've waited and sort of watched me work towards this for a long time. So yeah, it was like super, the actual day was super simple. We just like went out for pizza at this place that I used to go to like all the time when I was growing up, it was like the place that you go to for like birthdays, you know, the local spot. And, um, yeah, it was just really, really simple and nice. And my dad was like in his element. I was going to say your dad seems super, super supportive of everything. Yeah. My like, I find in films, TV, like anything, I find like, I don't know if this sounds weird, like older, sensitive, emotional <laughs> men, like really get me. And I think I'm realizing now it's because my dad is like that. I, I see so much of him in, um, like an older man, not being like guarded and like manly, but actually just like being really like soppy um, because he is just like that. He's so, um, so supportive to the point where like one of the newspapers at home um, gave the album a three stars out of five. And he was like, he texted everyone. Like this is the Irish times. This is the biggest newspaper in Ireland. And he tried to like boycott them. He texted everyone he knew I told him not to buy the Irish Times because they had given me a three-star review. And I was like, wow, we love to see it. Like Michael Gartland out of here, like single-handedly boycotting like the biggest national newspaper. He was love to see very it. passionate about it. And he must have been so excited because your album debuted at number three on the Irish chart. So that must have been like sent him over the edge. Yeah, such a like such a weird aspect to the week that was so genuinely unexpected. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say that, but like, I am a small artist. Like it was not a question that I would be up in the big leagues with all these like huge people. It, it somehow shifted more copies than Lord, which is like in Ireland, wow. which is so bizarre, but it really, I really felt very like rallied around that week, you know, it really felt uh, like really warm and, everyone was just the best. And like, it was so funny, like the margins between the chart places were so incredibly close. And in the end, I was like calling my brother being like, there's 10 CDs and 10 cassettes of the album in the kitchen. I need you to cycle <laughs> them into the 
record shop in town because they've ran out of copies and he's like, I'm on it. You know, just like, so it was really like a big team, team effort. A team effort. Yeah. And you released it via your own independent record label. Like how is it to release it independently like that? Um, it's a, a lot of work. I'd never sleep. I'm really <laughs> only going to get to sleep from now. Um, but it was just important to me to do it on my own terms. You know, it's like it, the idea of a debut to me is like, it's meant to be you presenting yourself being like, here is where I'm at right now. Like unfiltered, unrestrained, don't hold me back, you know? And I think when you're doing it on someone else's terms, it, it's, it's hard. You know, I have tons of artist friends that have signed to labels and you know, it's like cool to have someone else take the financial risk. There's loads of times where I would have loved that, but like ultimately the trade-off is the, is the creative control. And I think I would have really struggled to have someone over my shoulder being like, you can't release that song. You can't have the chorus be like that. I would just, I would have uh, found that really hard. I think. So. Well, all your songs too are so personal and they're just like unapologetic honesty behind all of them. I'm sure if you were part of a label or something that they might squash that a bit. And why is that important for you to be able to share your music so honestly and raw? Um, it's, it's not even, well, it's important, but it's just instinctive more than anything. I don't know. It just, it never has felt weird to me. And I think, you know, when I started writing songs when I was much younger, I was like pretty quiet teenager, like very people pleasing and not like a showy, like stand on stage type at all. So people always found it like so strange that I wrote songs and like put them on YouTube. This, that the thing this at the time felt so like out there. Um, but I was, I was just processing things, you know, like things that I struggled to say out loud were a lot easier to say in a song for whatever reason. And that's like still true. Um, so yeah, I've never, it, it's strange in a way to be that honest and unfiltered and, you know, you're writing about people that might even know that the songs about them, like that's so vulnerable and kind of dangerous territory, but yeah, it's always felt very normal to me for some reason. When you have written songs specifically about people, have they heard it or like reached out and like, I heard this song, this is what I think of it. When it's clearly about someone and I know that they're going to know it, which is actually, to be fair, not a lot of songs in this album, but the EP before was about a breakup. And so it was so, so clearly about like one particular guy. I did send the music in advance. I felt like it's really like the ethics of it are interesting. I talk about it with my like artist friends all the time. Like, do you, are you obliged to do that? Do you have to do that? I, and I think it's just, it's each to their own. I think if you hear a song that is so clearly about you, that has like specific details and you haven't been warned, it feels like a little bit of an assault. And I think yeah. if that happened to me, I would want to know, um, or at least want a heads up, even if it's as simple as, Hey, I'm releasing a song. It's about, it's about the situation we were in. This is your heads up to avoid it if you want to. Um, even that feels fair, but um, equally like, you know, almost all songs are a little bit embellished, sometimes exaggerated. So it's hard to put that across to people as well. It can be hard. Like if you write a song or even a whole album or EP about someone like it's very hard to put across the fact that like, you're not completely obsessed with them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have to write about something. Like you yeah. have to write about, so I don't want to write about nothing. So you sometimes end up taking the thoughts and feelings that 
at their core are definitely like real, but equally you're having to like milk them and stretch them and sometimes romanticize or like pick them apart. So it can be, it can be hard to explain that to people if you have to tell them that the song is about them. Absolutely. And you had a lot of time to kind of think about things and everything during lockdown when you were writing this album. What was it like writing and producing in lockdown and what kept you inspired during that time? Yeah, I mean, just the the desire to not write an album about lockdown was very real. Um, I, I just didn't want that from my debut, like 11, 12 songs about how sad it was to be stuck <laughs> inside. I just, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's music's job to do that. I, you know, we all knew what was happening and is still happening. We don't need to be reminded of it. Like I wanted in, in the films I watched and the music I listened to last year, like I wanted escapism. I wanted like not to be reminded. So that was a big motivating factor, even though there wasn't a lot, a lot, a lot of life going on. And that made the writing hard at times and a lot of imagination needed. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm still glad that I don't have some sort of like COVID themed album. <laughs> yeah. I actually can't think been of, interesting. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse, honestly. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of dipping into like, you know, it's it, pr- previous times to try and like draw things out a little bit and, um, and yeah, just remembering older situations and diving back into them was like a big, a big part of it as well. And we get to see a lot of like your imagination come out, especially in the music videos, very much like an escape in those. What was it like filming all of those? And were you coming up with the concepts or how did it work? Yeah, no, I had a big hand in them as well. My, my friend Greta Isaac is, uh, just, the, one of my best friends ever. She's the best. And she's also, uh, like my creative director that she hadn't, she had done a lot of them um, music videos for herself before and a lot of shoots, but like it was the first time she had been kind of asked to come on board with someone else's project. And I just think she absolutely nailed it. She's really, uh, very in tune with me. And that like really helps when you have someone who's like your friend pushing you and just like, just the right direction you know like two two of the videos have like dancing in them and like no one else in the world could have convinced me to dance no (laughs) one but her um so yeah we just had a lot of fun on the shoots and like pulled a lot of favors in from friends and like you know had very small budgets to make them all happen but that's not always a bad thing like they were really very like all hands on deck days and they're just really fun I definitely like grew in confidence as like a director as well. Like I'd love to do that for other people. It was really fun. And speaking of collaborating with people, you co-produced the album with Tom Stafford. Producing for you is a fairly newer thing. Did you find when you were writing that it really informed your writing to have that production background to be like, you know, this drum beat would fit really well with these lyrics or vice versa? Yeah, I think the writing and the production became became the one thing, uh, which is really nice. And I think it's really hard, especially coming from like initially a sort of singer songwriter, like guitar and vocal background. It's, um, it's easy in that world to like write a bunch of songs that are completely finished that you can pull off with your guitar and then you can bring them to the studio. And you're so used to having it with no production on it that like absolutely nothing feels right. And you just end up taking it all down anyway. So I think, yeah, introducing production elements, like whether it's like a drum beat or a synth line or 
or a bass part or like anything, introducing them from the beginning as you write, it just makes them feel more a part of the song rather than something that's just slapped on at the end. Um, and I think that's like really, really important to the whole thing. And also like if you produce it as you go, you're living with the production a bit longer and it means that, you know, I don't know, the longer you leave like a, a track like within the song, whether it's like a drum part, for example, like the longer it's there, the longer you know, like, oh, it's actually not right. It needs to mm-hmm. change, but it needs to be there for a while for you to like live with it and understand it. So, And you probably yeah. have a better sense of like exactly what it's missing because you could probably listen to it over and over again and be like, it's there's something wrong with it. I don't know. But then yeah. having that background, you can be like, it's the drums or it's the guitar or yeah and you don't always have that clarity but like that, that when i want when i first started doing anything with production like that's that's all it was born out of it was more born out of the frustration of being in rooms with people who were like running away with the production and i felt like i had no control because i couldn't use the lingo i couldn't I couldn't be like, it sounds like so purple. It sounds like so squidgy or like so <laughs> yeah. random adjective. Um, whereas like really when I started demoing stuff, all I wanted to understand was to be like, it needs less compression or like it needs more reverb. Like it was just more born out of like trying to have the lingo. And then, you know, I ended up just enjoying it more than I that had expected to and, and started like demoing stuff on my own rather than leaning on other people to do it at the beginning. So yeah, it's great. And Tom is like so fantastic as well. He's, he's so versatile. He could make like dance music. He can make like heavy gritty death metal music. Like he's just, he's all over the place. So he's, um, he's able to take ideas that I have and like level them up massively. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. And I also read that at age four, you started playing violin, playing Irish folk music by ear. Do you ever find that find that that wanders into the production aspect? Do you like? I really wanted to. Yeah, I, I think what that time gave me, if nothing else, was like a good ear. Like, and I think learning that way versus learning in like a super formal, like structured doing grades kind of way. It's definitely a different thing. Uh, it left me with like absolutely no musical theater, theater, musical theory, <laughs> no musical theater either, but it left me with no like theoretical understanding, but what it did leave me with was I think a good ear and a, you know, Irish trap music is really like collaborative. Like the whole idea is that you can like play a really basic version of a song really quick. You don't have to like learn s- like scales for years before you can play. Um, so I think that like collaborative, like everyone get involved, very like unpretentious kind of um, music culture, like that definitely stuck with me. So when I was doing my own thing and playing with other people, like I wanted it to be equally as collaborative, but I don't think it creeps in in an obvious sense. I'd love to, I'd love to pr- remember how to play and like get some, get some violin and there would be so sick. And now that I know how to produce, I feel like I can make it sound cool. You know, I can make it not sound like a violin. So. Yeah, I'd love to do that someday. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like looking forward to future music. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in a quote, you had said that this album is about learning to really own that lostness. Do you did you learn anything about yourself or uh, yourself or yourself as an artist in the process of writing the album? Yeah, I learned that I'm not as 
worried as I thought I was about what other people think of me. And I think that's just maybe like a growing up thing as well. But I think, yeah, my first couple of years of writing songs, like before this album and like early twenties, I was just so uh, like painfully awkwardly sort of self-aware and like so terrified to make the wrong move like musically or just in life in general whereas I definitely just like care a little a little bit less now and I don't know if that's writing these songs or just like growing up but yeah I think that's been that's been something that's awesome that you've made that transition and the album features some awesome song I love the album (laughs) thank you um but you have like more like you pretending zombie. Do you have a favorite song off the album and why? Yeah, let me think. I think probably more like you because it was a bit of, it was a bit of a wrestle. It was a bit of like a not necessarily like super straightforward one to get right. Um, it had lots of different versions and it had like a couple of verses that were um, kind of like a wrestle. I think sometimes songwriting is just like that, and I think there's a fear I have of like over romanticizing the, the writing process when you talk about it in the past tense, like it's mm-hmm. so easy to be like, these songs just fell out of me in like <laughs> 10 minutes. It's like the reality. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't buy it. I think the reality for me and this album was like sitting with songs, picking them back up a month later, six weeks later. Oh, it's not working. Oh, I gave up. Oh, maybe I shouldn't give up. You know, it's like way more of like a wrestle and that, the song like working against you before it works like with you and um more like you I just like had the chorus phrases and and liked something about it it also had the album title in it which I think at the back of my head I liked as an album title which probably made me fight for it a bit more um but ultimately yeah it had a lot of different verses that weren't weren't clicking at all and I think having the time that last year gave me that was no excuse like to not just waste a day trying something because why not like literally what else are you going to do so yeah that that allowed me to give some of the things that I might have otherwise given up on like an, a, a second or a third chance and at, at finishing them so the album title is woman on the internet and like you said um that comes from more like you what drew you specifically to that line I kind of liked how like sticky it was like it's not really about anyone in particular but like I liked that it like just pricked my ears up a little bit and I was like oh that's kind of cool like I wonder who I mean and in more like you and in pretending and the other song that it's in like it, it's not this really super deep thing it's just like this this character who in one in one of them like teaches you how to do eyeshadow you know it's like it's 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 more just like some someone some figure some like helpful sort of fairy godmother type um but the more i thought about it and like considered it as an album name like yeah she just became this sort of this character in my head of someone that you don't actually have access to but you think you know them and you think they're helping you and they don't really know you but if you get comfort in it then that's fine that's great you know yeah that, that makes total sense. And the other thing too, I wanted to ask you more like creative, bringing back those uh, creative juices, imagination. If you could set your fans up in the perfect environment to listen to your album, what do you imagine it looking like? Oh, God, it could be a different song by song, but I think I, I really like listening to music in cars. Like I don't drive, so it's kind of like a stupid <laughs> thing to say, but like when I'm in someone else's car and I'm on like a long drive and they've got like a semi-decent 
like system in their car where it doesn't sound like super muffled and that you know and it's like golden hour and you got the windows down like a little bit I think that is like such a nice music listening environment and I don't know I think you can like pick up pace and whoever's whoever's driving someday me um <laughs> one day like they can it's it's the perfect like for a pensive song staring at the car window is like you know makes you feel like you're in a music video makes you feel like you're like in the thick of it and like really quite like deep in thought but then equally for like something that's a bit like gritty and like heavy and like poppy like you can just be in the car just like rocking out so yeah maybe that rather than into like still an environment yeah. Yeah. And speaking of environments, you're getting ready in the fall to go on a UK, um, Ireland tour. What can people Mm -hmm. expect from that? Well, yeah. I mean, I I guess hearing some of these songs sung and played for the, really the first time. And I think that the album and the whole set, including some of the older ones, like there, there's so much variation. And so I think I'm kind of designing the set list in such a way that rather than the standard way to do a set list is like you keep it upbeat and then you have a dip towards the end where it goes um, slow and then you bring it back up at the end for the encore. And so I'm kind of trying to think about it in a different way and that maybe it it dips more than once and, and feels like it's in a couple different parts. And um, you know, I've got a lot of like slow chilled songs, but they shouldn't all be like right beside each other. So trying to like approach it in a little bit more of an interesting interesting way but yeah I play as a three-piece with my band who are Pete and Sarah and they're just like they're the best and it's just going to be full of energy and it's going to be so fun what are you most looking forward to about it I think just the connection you get with people like it's so abstract releasing an album in these times where everything's like on the computer including the promo. Like I would much rather be with you in person. Like that would be, I would feel like this is happening so much more. Like zoom is great. I think it's going to give us all like PTSD in a couple of years, but it is very functional and very great. Um, but yeah, so much of my release campaign has felt like it's happening over there to someone else. So I'm excited to just be in like sweaty rooms of people who are like singing their hearts out and like, I will just feel the love for it so much more than I, than any number on a screen could, could, could do. And it gives a whole new perspective to, to like women on the internet. Like the fact that like right now everything is consumed by the internet, but soon it will be in person. So maybe the next album would be like, it will be woman on the (laughs) woman. (laughs) How do you hope people feel after listening to the album? I hope they feel like understood a little bit. Like, you know, I I don't think, I don't think anyone's had all the same experiences as I sing about in all these songs, but they can see themselves in their own scenarios in it. I think that's when music is so pure and great is when like someone can take your song that you wrote about your specific scenario. Um, Like more like you is a good example. Like I read it about my best friend's other best friend. And so just this girl who is like the most perfect person ever, like to a very eye roll degree um, and how I felt like super jealous for her. But like equally, I've got so many messages from people being like, it reminded me of my mom. It reminded me of my best friend. It, you know, it reminded me of my ex or whatever. So I think, yeah, if, 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 if your like niche experience that you think is, is all yours, if you can see that in at least one of these songs, that's, like, that's so cool to me. 
Awesome. And what can fans look forward to next besides tour? Is there anything in between or anything afterwards that we can look forward to? Yeah, I've got a, I made an album documentary oh, cool. with a friend of mine, which Ocho, I'm really excited. And we'll roll that out in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's so great. This guy called Dan Broadley directed it. And he is in a band that records at the studio that I recorded the album with. So he not only wanted to like capture my experience, but also wanted to like really capture the environment there and like try and do it justice. Um, so I'm excited for that to come out and, Honestly, beyond that, I have no idea. I'm just excited to like get out of my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Like that in itself is exciting to me. And I think, you know, I've not written much this year. It's been way more about like talking about these songs. But I think as soon as I like I'm in a new environment can kind of shake off the staleness of the last however long, like the songs will come. I feel confident that they'll come when I'm in like a new setup and and then I guess we're on top. Yeah, you need two. to grab, get some new inspiration, hang out with some people and everything. So yeah. when, um, how can everybody stay connected with you so they can see when the documentary comes out and everything? Absolutely. Yeah. Just I'm all over the internet, like a, like a rash, like a nasty <laughs> rash. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. And yeah, just, just Orla, O-R-L-A, weird Irish name, Gartland, G-A-R-T-L-A-N-D. And uh, yeah, when, when the documentary and all these things go out, I'll, I'll just post about them on there. Awesome. And before I let you go, we ask everybody, what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Wow. Good one. What's something that someone else has said? Just um, so I can. <laughs> we've had a mixture of everything. We've had office quotes. We've had really like sentimental ones, even pulling a specific lyric from your song that really. Yeah, it's not it's not a lyric necessarily, but like so at the end of the whole process, I was making these lyric videos a couple of weeks ago um, that came out on the album day. And I had like zero uh, budget left, like literally zero. And I was like, I need to pull something together for zero. That's like engaging enough to like footage to have the lyrics on top of. And I borrowed my friend Dodie's like dad cam and went to the park, mainly went to the park. And there's a couple of different places, but I, I had put on this like big yellow suit that I had from one of the music videos and just like danced around but I was like by myself and I just, it made me remember of like something, I think it was my dad or yeah. My mom said at one point, which is that like, no one cared, like no one's looking at you. Yeah. And, and that's not meant to be like, that's not meant to make you feel shit. It's just meant to be like, like I was there being like, Oh my God, I'm cringing. I'm like dancing in the park in a yellow suit, like filming myself. Like people must think I'm so weird, but actually like, no one really stopped. Like no one cares. No one's looking at you. I think that's like a comforting thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's actually kind of funny because, um, we talked with Maisie Peters, um, a little while back and that was one of her things too, is that like, you know, when you look at a picture and everybody's looking at themselves, they're not looking at you. They're looking at how they look and yeah, you just have to be yourself and put yourself out there. And I guess that goes back to what you said earlier about, this album taught you to be confident and just comfortable in yourself and with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just sit, sitting with it, whatever you are and like, not, not apologizing for it, but that's, that's what I want to do more. 
Awesome. Great, great advice. Well, thank you so much. And I love the album and I'm hoping, do you have any plans for like a broader tour? Like are you going to come at all to North America? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at like, maybe like June, I think in June. Yeah. I'm going to awesome. do some, going to do main leisure in like April. And I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to make it out to you guys at some point next year. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much. And everybody make sure you stream woman on the internet. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.